This is the podcast that helps you get through your daily battle. La batalla te ayuda a poder batallar el día con Colibri y el Super La Vaca. We're learning something new every day here in La Batalla. We got so much going on. I forgot everything I learned in school. Just kidding. You know what? It's so interesting nowadays because you can just get refresher courses and you can just look things up online. Do you remember back in the day you had to go to the library? Oh my God, down yeah. what you had to look for. Go look through those little cards. Oh. Find the book in the dungeon. Oh, my God. Take the book out. <laughs> the Dewey Louis Huey Decimal System. Yes. Now that, what's the actual name of that? Dewey Decimal. Dewey Decimal. Dewey Decimal. Dewey Louis Huey. The Dewey Louis Huey Decimal System. Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. It's, What's weird is that we have so much access to information, and it just seems like people are getting kind of, I don't know, dumber. Do you know why? Here, here's, my, uh, here's my theory on that. I think it's because everybody is getting stuck in their own, like, little groups of beliefs, uh-huh. and, they uh-huh. don't, and they just get, like, one source of information. They kind of get stuck in that, especially older people, and they don't, like, venture out to get other information or facts, and they just uh-huh. kind of believe a lot of information that most of it is Probably not even real information, especially if you get if you get your news from Facebook. That's not real news. No, well, you can't get real news from anywhere because everybody's biased nowadays. You have to look at both sides and then determine. Do some critical thinking. Okay, so now you want me to tell you the scientific reason as to why as to why why people aren't remembering things. Is that why that was the original the original thing, right? The question or thought? Oh no, my thought was why even though we have so much access to information, people seem to be dumber. Okay, that was so my idea, but you have a you have a different thought. What's your thought? Yeah, you know I always approach things scientifically, so it's not my thought. So they had this this psychologist. It was a university. They made a study on how people store and use information. And now people are not dumber. Their brain works differently. Before you would work on your on your memory to store information that way. But now you can access the information. You don't need to store it. So that's why people's thinking is changing. You don't need to remember the phone number. Why? Because it's stored. If you need to find something, you'll, you'll find it. You do a search and you find information, you use it, and then you don't store it. Now, if you couldn't find that information, you find it, write it down, and you probably remember it because, you know, you don't have easy access to it. So there you go. That's what I saw in that report. Right. So people are using their brains less. No, they're using their brains differently. It's not you're storing less information. Uh, but isn't not, that the same as using it less? No, no, because what what they showed is they did brain scans because you know that was like okay, so are we like less efficient? Are people not smarter? That was the question, and basically they found out that we're not dumber. We're just using our brain differently. There's a big difference between different types of learners and intelligence. That people are still intelligent. They're just different types of learners. But my view is that, in general, society seems to be declining. Well, society is declining because I feel like the phones are, everybody lives in their own movie, and they care about themselves more, and they don't care about anybody else. And because you have less interaction, all right, here's another study that came out. You know, to, you put two people in a room, and they're strangers. They're not going to um, want to socialize. You would think otherwise. And then they they decided to study, well, how much empathy. Basically, they gave as a bucket with water and ice to each person, and they told them to put their hands in there. After that, they asked them, 
what was their level of pain? And then they asked them, how do they feel about the person next to them, their level of pain, if they're empathized or not? And the results were like they really didn't feel much pain for the other person or didn't worry. But then they, the room, they put two people that were friends. They did the same thing. And then each person registered that they felt more pain from the uh, putting their hand in the bucket with full of water and ice. And then they empathized with the person because they were friends. Now, here's what the study found out. They had people that didn't know each other in the room play a game of, uh, I think it was rock band or like one of those games where, you know, you have to play music instruments together and, you know, uh -huh. beat the computer. And then yeah. they found out that after playing that for 15 minutes, then they did the uh, experiment. And then after doing that, they empathized a lot more with each other and they had the similar resorts as when they had two people in the room with their friends. So basically they're saying that people, they empathize. Like they say, our society is not very empathetic, but the issue is because we're isolated right now. And what causes people to bond uh, is when they work together towards a goal, kind of like in the olden days where you were a tribe, et cetera. And that's why they say, you know, find your tribe. But the fact is that nowadays people are becoming more isolated. They use the electronic communication. So you're not having a common bond with the people that are next to you or walking. So therefore, you know, you fall down on the street, nobody picks you up. Yeah, that part, this part that you're saying, I absolutely agree with that 100%. So, but obviously it's just one study of a very complex problem. Yeah. La Bataya will be back in a moment. I'd like to welcome our listeners for joining us here in La Batalla. Today, we are interviewing Aaron Tebow, a.k.a. El Grandote. Aaron Tebow is a game developer executive with 22 years experience in the game industry, most recently with Gearbox Software as VP of Strategic Operations. And now, part two of El Grandote interview. Right now, I'd like to switch gears a little bit. So we're aware that you, along with others in Puerto Rico, have been working for several years to expand the games industry in Puerto Rico by bringing in educational training programs to the schools. You also recently met with the now former governor of Puerto Rico, Ricardo Rosselló, about these training and educational programs for the youth students there. And so given the current event, can you speak a little bit on that? Yeah, first I would say as far as efforts uh, that, that I've been involved in in Puerto Rico are concerned, the people I've interacted with in creative industries and technical industries from Puerto Rico have, have always impressed me with their work ethic and their technical capability and competence and quality of education and their mindset. All those things have always impressed me about people who I've interacted with, and there are many in the industry uh, who, who come from Puerto Rico. When I made some early visits about oh, eight or nine years ago now, maybe, to visit technical universities and colleges and companies that are in the island of Puerto Rico, I, I was very impressed. I discovered that uh, many people, even working at the NSA and cybersecurity and uh, crypto and things that are very math heavy and engineering heavy have a great placement rate from those universities into those fields. It just happens to be that on the creative entertainment side of things, there was a film industry 
that came up in Puerto Rico as there was a music industry, but there hadn't been much of a merging of those with software. And so there wasn't much of a video game industry outside of there are a lot of gamers. Lots and lots of people in Puerto Rico play games, but there had been no educational initiative to bring those concepts together. And so I thought it would be successful if um, there was a, a program created to bring those together. And that's an initiative that we began thinking about it at that time. More recently, I met with people from various departments and educational institutions in the island who aren't ready to themselves talk about um, these initiatives yet. I think partly because there's not a popular understanding of what the game industry is on the island, and they think of gaming as casinos and gambling which is not our industry, um, but that's what they understand gaming to be. And so that stigma is something that educational institutions want to avoid, uh, something we have to be careful of. Uh, people who are responsible for STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math education, and arts education, so I say, and many others say STEAM rather than STEM, are excited about how games offer an opportunity for all of those um, educational content areas to come together into joined or cross-disciplinary curriculum. And so we're pursuing an initiative to develop a STEAM education starting in elementary and middle schools and having that go through university programs, some of which already exist, like at uh, Sagrado Corazon and uh, Atlantic University and um, a, a few pockets of things in University of Puerto Rico and some others. So, you know, I'm very encouraged by the excitement that I'm seeing from these educational institutions and hope that um, we're able to create an entire career pathway opportunity for students starting at young ages and early grades and helping them see what opportunities they have, no matter which of those disciplines they might be interested in all the way through their careers. Wow. That's excellent. That's really exciting stuff. Really exciting stuff to hear. Yes, and I hope that despite the red tape that seems to occur, that these programs can uh, continue because there's a lot of talent and it will be uh, helpful. I agree, and it seems like there are many people who are able to cut through the red tape who are, who want to assist. And I'll tell you, I I don't know Governor Rosello or former Governor Rosello very well personally, but I met him and I was impressed by his background in academia and research and in these STEM disciplines as a scientist, a research scientist in the medical field, I was very encouraged by his excitement at us bringing this kind of curriculum into the schools and these uh, career opportunities to exist on the island. I don't know what will happen moving forward, but I was definitely encouraged by his advocacy uh, in in this area, and I, I don't know what the future holds now as far as that level of support on the island, but um, I hope to be able to announce soon other major software company players who would be working with us in fielding this kind of curriculum and um, developing career opportunities. So I guess the future remains to be seen.
Now, I want to uh, wrap up our, our segment. We can give our listeners a few pointers. In today's world, basically, what should people do to become a better leader? Is there, are there any tips that you can give them? Yes. So I think that, first of all, you can learn leadership. What you need is the interest and desire to be a better leader, just like that's what you need to be a better anything in life. If you have the intent to be a better something, including a better leader, there are many resources that you can leverage to help you learn and practice. The important thing is to know that you can practice leadership. It's your approach and the techniques that you employ and your mindset that can help you develop strategies and employ them to practice your leadership. What you need are leadership opportunities in which to try things out and to see where you need to be stronger and to get feedback from others. Feedback is always very important when you are seeking to be better at something, no matter what you are wanting to be better at. You need to have the ability to take critique and turn that into something useful for you to get better. I think that's an area that many people struggle with is being open to critique so that you can get better. If you can't take critique, you cannot be a leader. And fundamentally there, it means that to be a good leader, you need to also have strong following behaviors. So taking critique, many believe, is a, the kind of behavior you need to be a good follower of others, meaning to fill in the needs that others have from you. And if you can't be a good follower and be a team member, then you can't hope to have others want to follow you because you never tried to be a great team member. And so you don't know what it means to be a good team member. At some point, for example, if you play sports and you're a great team member in encouraging others and helping to get the most out of those around you, you may be asked to be a team captain. Or if you are working on a team at work and you have a team leader and you are constantly doing your best to help that team leader succeed, then you will get leadership opportunities. In fact, you have taken a leadership opportunity if you do that, and you will develop a professional reputation as someone who has strong leadership qualities, and then others will seek you out, whether intentional or not, for you to take on roles of leadership, whether it's official in your title or not. Those will create stories that you can tell to seek out leadership opportunities that might have a title to go with it, or if you're looking to change jobs, you can then use those proofs of your leadership qualities in your stories that you tell to be specific about what you've done when you go to apply for a new job. There, there are a lot of books out there and a lot of material you can research. So in, cre in the creative industry, I would recommend reading books from uh, Ed Catmull on creativity and creative leadership, books from uh, a number of SEAL team leaders, and books like uh, From Good to Great, and just uh, generally um, seeking out books that are being referenced as powerful in the field of the day. You know, it's funny, one of the, the best books that I ever read was one 
that was given to me on graduation from high school, and it was all I ever needed to know I learned in kindergarten. Great book, and it's similar to uh, How to uh, Win Friends and Influence People. Um, another great book on salesmanship. All of these kinds of materials are books you can read and um, do it regularly and just find tidbits of wisdom there, like the Franklin Covey series. They're, these all have tidbits of wisdom um, that you can incorporate into your daily life and give you little things to practice here and there over time. I would also say if you have a Toastmasters group near you, um, that's a wonderful way to practice your public speaking and your approach to topics so that you can influence other people in a, a, a regular setting and give you that practice that you need. Well, that's eye-opening. Uh, yes, that's really good. I love the fact that you gave us some books. I read from um, Good to Great, and that's a, that's a great book. La Batalla will be back in a moment. La Batalla podcast is brought to you by Anchorsaw Productions and Graphic Stats. Visit graphicstats.com. La Batalla, we are back. Creías que no me iba a dar cuenta. Super La Vaca, top 10. We had been talking about leadership, and this episode could not have come at a better time. What we have here... It's top 10 leadership qualities that make good leaders. Number one, honesty and integrity. That is really, really important. But you yeah. know what? I think a lot of people confuse honesty with integrity with, like, I've seen leaders that are like, you can tell me anything you want, and then they talk, and they talk, and they look like they provide a sense of team. But then I've seen them, if somebody's not doing well, then they don't start communicating with them that they're not doing well. And that's part of the honesty part? The honesty part. And well, honesty, like, they yeah. They start holding grudges because they're not, hey, if you're having an issue with, like, your employee, you need to let them know what's working and what's not and, you know, have touch-based meetings versus not say anything, not say anything, not say anything. And then they have the employee not perform, and then they're, like, terminated further down or, like, transfer them out because they just tell, well, you know, they, they weren't good. I'm like, well, were you, being, were you being transparent as to, like, what was working or not? All right, number two, confidence. Confidence. A leadership quality is confidence. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, we can't, we don't have to talk about that one. Do people want to follow somebody who's not confident? No. Yeah, that's true. And then people can always tell when you're not feeling confident. Uh, yeah. Inspire others. I think that's really, uh, that should be number one, inspire others. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, I like it when you put in your two cents on that. All right, number one, inspiring. That should be number one. That should be number one. And by the way, our top ten today is coming from the website CastU. And we will Cast have the you? link. CastU. We will have Cast the link below. CastU. Okay, I'll have the link. Number four, commitment and passion. Okay, yeah, you definitely have to be committed. Motivation. I would say motivation. Yeah, commitment, passion. Yeah, sure. You inspire uh, people because you're passionate. You're be motivated. You're mo when you're motivated and passionate and commit it, people see that. And then that helps inspire people. And attract people to you. And yes. they want to follow you. And they and they get inspired by you. And they feel that you're a good leader. You know? Yeah, they do. Andale. Andale. Number five is, you have to be a good communicator. Comunicación. That, I'm telling you, you got to be able to communicate 
and focus. Focus. Right. Focus. <laughs> focus. Focus is a feeling in Spanish. For those of you who are trying yeah, to work on your Spanish. Right. Foca is a <laughs> it's a it's a seal. It means seal, right? In Spanish. Yes. And we focus, we you like to say focus. You focus. 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 Okay. Focus. There you go. Now now bilingual we're teaching. <laughs> All right. Then you have This is amazing. Number, go ahead. Number six is decision making <laughs> capability. You gotta be able to make a oh, decision. The, yes. You know those people that can't make a decision? Oh, yeah, I know people. I'm me. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those decision-making. you got to be like, well, okay. I'm good at making decisions. I just need to, you know, get in the zone. Get in the zone. And I I become clear, yeah. Being clear. (laughs) All right, number seven is accountability. Oh, yeah. Accountability. But I'm going to read what they have highlighted here. They have... A good leader takes a little more than this than his share of blame and a little less than his share of the credit. That's true because that is so lacking nowadays. Very lacking. Right. They want to take all the credit for what everybody, even though it's a team effort, but then something goes wrong. Oh, no, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, they and they blame somebody or fire somebody or... Or, or try to... Uh, try not to make concrete decisions, so then you know it doesn't come back to you. Oh, that's a, oh, you got that's a good one. Oh my gosh, in meetings, oh, that's something that I have the biggest problems in, and I think this is in, in large bureaucratic organizations. You got it. Number eight, delegation of empowerment. Mm, okay. Well, delegation yeah, of empowerment. Mm-hmm. I would call it giving people the empowering people to make decisions. Exactly. I, I mean, love you're you're you you have somebody who you feel I'm comfortable with the decisions you're making. So if this comes up, you feel free to make it without having to follow up with me. I will back you up. Right. And oh, then if they make crazy. now, here's the key: you cannot when you give somebody the ability to make decisions and then they don't make a call that you they make the wrong call and you didn't think they were gonna make that call. You can't really be mad at them because he gave them the the power. Right. Okay. Here's a big one. Uh-huh. Creativity and innovation. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> that's I mean, important. I like that. Creativity and innovation. And then the last one, are we ready, folks? I think this is a really, really, really big one. But I think it's a big one depending on where you operate. Kind of business. Kind of environment. Here it is. And the big one the last one is empathy. That's number ten. You're empathetic. Right. That's important. And that is That's important. important just all around as a human being, I think. Yeah. I think it's the uh, – yeah. John mentioned that when he became empathetic, he became a lot better as a uh-huh. leader in his businesses. And, you know, he tells the story of a, of a woman that performed really well for years, and then she was not doing well, and then he took uh-huh. the time to talk to her, and then he realized she was having some personal family problems, and based on him being able to understand and be empathetic, he uh-huh. he developed a plan with her so yeah. she could get through that period, and then after that period ended, she turned out to be even three times better than she was because of that, his ability to empathize and try to work with her to get her through that spot, and also make it work for the business. So I think that was a, a great story that he, he mentioned. 
I just wanted to touch on some important words I heard from uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, who happens to be a presidential historian. And uh, she was talking about leadership, and I just thought that this was really fabulous. The qualities a leader should have. And first one she talked about was surround yourself with a team who can speak truth to power. So in other words, what that means is don't surround yourself with yes men. You know, you need somebody who can sort of stop you from making terrible, bad decisions or mistakes and basically tell you the truth. That is really huge. you got to have people that you trust and you are able to get honest advice. Right. And uh, another one she said was acknowledgement of errors, which we touched on that a little while ago. If you make a mistake, you can acknowledge that you made an error. You know, it's not going to be an awful thing. Now, I, I, it's different from, like, constantly apologizing. Like, I'm not talking about apologizing all the time. I'm talking about, like, if you screw up, admit it. Yeah. Another one is having the ability to grow, having self-reflection, humility, empathy, which we talked about, resilience. And then take a look at whether or not your ambition is for the greater good as opposed to yourself. You know, are you ambitious just for yourself, just to make it's all about you? Or are you looking at the bigger picture, the greater good, especially if you're a leader of a country? That's important. That, yeah, that, that's really big. Really yeah, big. So, yeah. And then I found this fortune cookie. I wanted to say it out loud to whoever needs to hear it. Welcome the change coming soon into your life. That's good. Yeah. There's always lots of change, constant change. Wow. Absolutely. Well, that's a good way. That's a, that's a feel-good note. Yeah. We're coming to the end of the year here, so we're really excited, and we're really excited for a brand new year too, right? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm always and excited. And you know what? <laughs> I think our next episode is really going to be about we may have a celebrity guest, we may not, but I think we really need to focus on battling the bolts and how to, like, start right and Ooh. creating plans, project plans to manage your weight or your uh, whatever you want to do personal in your life or with family or with work. How's that right. sound? Fabulous. We'll talk about special techniques that work. <laughs> awesome. All right. We will catch you guys on the next one. Yes. Have a fantastic week. Hasta From mañana. La Batalla. La Batalla. Find La Batalla Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. SoundCloud.com slash Batalla Podcast. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bataya Podcast. <laughs>